All right, cheers. Wow, we didn't even do this last episode. Welcome to this edition of Road Trippin'. I'm your host, Ali Clifton. Shannon Fry, Richard Jefferson. What are you I'm drinking, gonna grab Shannon? It. Is I'm going to grab it. Is that brisk iced tea? It's a Two Towns Cider House Cosmic Crip. Crisp. <laughs> Not <drinking>? a crip. <laughs> what? It's 12 o'clock somewhere. Touche, that it is. And you're getting ready to go on vacation. And I'm on vacation. I and like I got to like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go to lunch. Probably going to have a nice Aperol spritz. And then I just got to pack up for the next eight hours and then sleep for four and then get ready to go fishing outside in the woods with my people. Yo, thanks to you. I'm a big fan of Aperol spritz. Of the best. It's yeah. the best thing in the world. Chang, I just got a text. You'll, pre- you'll appreciate this. Uh, from uh, Justin Wessel's cousin. Would love. Would love to know if Chosen Wines has a tasting room. Their website doesn't list an address, only a P.O. box. Trying to plan a Portland wine tasting adventure with some friends and wanted to throw that in the mix. Send them my number. Boom. Boom. Guys, you know what's crazy? We are three years in at Chosen, and uh, we got to the... So there's an international Pinot Noir convention, meaning everyone in the world has an opportunity to come out to this convention and showcase their wines. Um, And we are one of the featured wines this year, which is pretty amazing because you're talking about like Burgundy, Australia, California, Oregon, Washington, uh, like just everywhere in the world. Right. And so it's uh, it's weird that like there's basketball season and then I'm in like full wine season. And realizing like the communities are kind of the same. Right. You have your like OGs and then you have your young guys trying to come up and like, you know, just like really working together. But it's it's been pretty awesome to do that all weekend. Found my voice is a little raspy. Oh, look at the little wine nerd. Look at the little private school wine. Do you want to see how wine nerdy I am? Yes, please. So I have this book. It's from 2009. Complete wine course. So like if I wanted to get my. Like if I wanted to become a sommelier, I would basically read all this and like have to memorize this. Eventually I will, but my brain doesn't have any more information. It can't fit any more information. No, I can see that. You know when I actually learned how much of a wine nerd you were? What? Minus the times when we're around you and every time like you're lagging or we're all trying to go somewhere and it's like, where the hell is Channing? And you look back and you're having a full on conversation in the middle of a hallway with someone about wine <laughs> outside of that. When we were at our last dinner in Las Vegas and you were like, Allie, what's the X amount of dollars that we have to spend on this dinner? And I tell you, and you hit it within like $5 because you order every bottle of wine and everyone that went with every certain kind of food. Okay. My friend respect. Um, all right. We're going to, we're going to continue a fun little game. Switch your ass off. Uh, We're going to continue previewing a little bit uh, based off of some of our statements with the upcoming NBA season. Before we dive into that, um, I just want to kind of take a moment. And and I think, Channing, that you can give some thoughts, advice, et cetera, given your experience, obviously, with the latest news that we all got last week. And I think it stopped everyone in their tracks uh, regarding Bronny James and uh, his sudden cardiac arrest while going through a workout at USC. Um, I think the biggest thing that came from that, obviously, is that he's doing well. Uh, LeBron putting out the message. I want to thank countless people sending my family love and prayers. We feel you, and I'm so grateful. Everyone's doing great. We have our family together, safe and healthy. We feel your love. We'll have more to say when we're ready, but I want to tell everyone how much your support has meant to all of us. Um, and, and yeah, end of the day, it's good to see the, the recent post and see Bronny uh, with the fam and kind of getting that update at this point. But 
end of the day, he was getting ready to start, you know, his college career. And all of a sudden you're set back with this and Channing, you went through a, a heart condition of your own. Um, just your thoughts. Uh, well, first of all, I texted a big fella. I said, Hey, everything's okay. If you ever need any, you know, anybody to bounce stuff off of, I get it. But I think this is, I'm going to speak in generalities for everyone that has a kid, boy or girl that's playing sports from a young age till now. There are certain things that we just take for granted, right? You wake up, your heart is beating. You go to sleep, your heart is beating, right? And I think we take for granted some of the summers that we used to have, right? That weren't organized basketball 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, right? There was off seasons for some kids where even Richard and I, you go out to the park, that's an hour or two a day, maybe three. And you go back home and you chill, right? It's not organized basketball, eight or whatever sport it is, football, basketball, baseball. You check on legs, you check on arms, you check on, you know, mental health at certain points. But rarely do people, especially young people, check on their heart. Um, that, so that's number one. So if your child is playing a sport, it takes literally five minutes for them to get an EKG and it's covered by insurance, right? So I had an issue Hendricks is starting to get, <clears throat> my son who's 12, starting to get really into sports. Now, I don't know necessarily because my dad passed away if my heart thing is, uh, what is that? Hereditary. Word, what is the word? Hereditary. Hereditary, right? Hereticulary, right? Hereditary. <laughs> or you could say genetics. Right, genetics. So we want to get that tested out. And then you're just going to get it done once a year, right? That's all you have to do is just continue to check on it. Also, uh, a lot of kids, I see a lot of kids, even my son's age, drinking like energy drinks. Like when you're 12, 13, 14, 15, what the fuck you need an energy drink for? Like you should be like, dude, that should be in your, it's not good for your heart. It's not good for you in general. And then thirdly, you know, and I have one more after third is like their diet. What are they eating before the game? Like, what are they eating consistently? Is it big sodium content? Are they drinking enough water? There are so many things that go into this. And I don't know. I'm not going to just speak about Bronny's because he may have something not serious or serious, whatever it is. But I'm going to speak in generalities. As a parent, you've got to provide them with the information and the, the sustenance, not only in their mind of like play hard and do this, but also to like eat right. Take care of your body. You're not putting 82, right? You're not putting 82 into a Lamborghini. You're putting the best type of fuel into it so that it operates correctly. And then lastly, when I had my heart issue, uh, one thing that I wanted to figure out was why, uh, like, sometimes before the game, I would get crazy anxiety. And when you play basketball as much as we do and you are emotionally invested, your brain and heart don't know the difference between when you are playing and when you are not. So they did a test of me. They were like, hey, close your eyes and we're going to go through the last game that you played, right? And they were like, start thinking about where you were, how you felt, blah, 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 blah. And they could see my heart rate start to pump up and muscles start to get ready because we're professional athletes. Get ready to be prepared to go to battle, quote unquote. So my heart never knew the difference. It never could shut down. So... I know these kids love basketball and I know that they love sports, but removing them from themselves for a second to be present will allow their heart to rest and to chill 
Your heart is a muscle and it never stops moving, right? Or else you'd be dead. So to allow it to really rest, right? And big thing to help me, and I'm not pumping yoga and stuff, was yoga and meditating. Was like doing that, even if it's 10 minutes a day, to just come back to being present so that these kids deal with stresses that we don't know. We didn't have the internet or Instagram or TikTok or, you know, whatever they got, the the, the Rick Rosses and all these things, whatever it is now, uh, X, what is it? X and then spaces and, you know, a lot of Xs. But you gotta gotta remove them. What? That was well you, said, you were, you were doing so good until the last ten seconds. Well, I know, but I didn't know Twitter. what the name of the. I couldn't the, say Twitter. It's not the, Twitter anymore. It's yeah, still X Twitter. is the new Twitter. Yeah, it's still Twitter. So is it called X or Twitter? X Twitter. X. <laughs> I was right. Anyways, yeah, you were right. but yeah, take care of your kids. Um, and just, it's not just about stretching or lifting. Sometimes you have to remove them from basketball and allow them to just be calm and, and allow their body to, re- to regenerate as they are still growing. No, um, yeah, no, everyone reached out and, and he was respond, you know, pretty responsive early on. And, um, no, I think anybody that has a kid, again, we've known little Bronny since he was. You know, Ali, you guys, you've known him longer, but it was like we've known him since he was, you know, in elementary school, you know. So to see that, I think, was scary for everyone because I have two boys, you know, Channing Channing has four kids. So it's just more of like you immediately put yourself in that position and you're like, oh, hell no. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad he's okay, And it's just like, man, like you forget that it's it's it doesn't matter how famous you are it doesn't matter who your parents are it doesn't matter this and then to even go through that under such scrutiny it's just like it, it's it, it's a lot so you know i'm glad they're doing well yeah absolutely our thoughts are to them and obviously Bronny's recovery um as he continues on his journey in oh for sure um okay so let's get back to um our little game if you will previewing <clears throat> about seven or eight more previewing the upcoming NBA season. And our last episode ended with um, Rich wanting to talk about the Pelicans. And so I'll just bring this up and you guys can take it where you want. Truth or trash is what we're playing in case you missed the last episode. I give a statement. They agree. They don't. They tell why. Zion Williamson will start 50 or more games for the Pelicans. Truth or trash? Oh, truth. 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 Take the why did, take the teapot off the kettle. Yeah, and why so much of your rolling the eyes to then just deliver a truth? I'll let Channing go first while my tea kettle's going. <laughs> <laughs> that boy it got that really early steaming like back there. <laughs> uh, I think we. I think for me, the biggest sign of maturity is speaking what you never have spoke about before. You've seen Zion on more podcasts out in the world. And whether it was good or bad for his image, which it really doesn't matter, I think him being talked about outside of basketball, like his teammates are gathering around him. And I think he's like, I don't want to say he's maturing, but he's realizing he's not a regular player. I don't know if he was or whatever it was. He's realizing that like, he is one of the most talked about players um, in the last five to 10 years. Whether he plays or not, he is polarizing. And I feel like his maturity level 
is going to switch because he's going to have to focus on basketball with all the other things that are going on, right? So mm-hmm. I think all this is eventually going to be good for him. And then he has a kid on the way, I think. I don't know what's real or not real on the internet. <laughs> so just if he does, congrats. But I also think having a kid really settles your priorities down to like what what matters and what doesn't. For good people, it does. For good, for good people. For, for good people, it does. For, people for, want to be dads. Yeah. and Not just fathers. No, man. I, look, I say, I say truth because I'm rooting for him to play 50 games. That's why I say truth. Do I know? No one has any clue. I don't know. I like. I didn't want to say false. Like it's like. No, I'm not going to wish that. I hope he plays 82 games. I hope he never has felt better and plays 82 games. But I will say this as a person that has played a 82 four or five times. You got to want to. You got to yeah. want to. There is no. You're not healthy. I don't care who you are. You can be. And, and I'll say that you could be a shooter that's just running around. You can be a three and D guy. You can be a guy that plays 10, 15 minutes. There is no one that is healthy for 82 games. No. But there's there's no one that's healthy for 70 games. But it depends on how tough you are, how mentally tough you are, how much you're taking care of your body, and how much you care about being on the court. And for that, you know, we'll see. I played 82 once. But I was available four years. But I got a couple DMPs. I was ready. Earlier, earlier this month, he uh, did that impromptu interview with Gil when he stopped by the win. Yeah. And he said, I just want to hoop. I don't want to be out. I want to be out there. Don't nobody want to just sit on the sidelines. I think that's the part I want people to least at least understand. I don't want to be on the sidelines. Y'all think I want to sit over there hurt. I don't. But like Coach K taught me own up to my responsibilities there are a lot of things i could have done better i didn't and i'm in the process of fixing those wrongs oh, oh, oh okay the, the, just really quickly let me just say this chanting you can fuck you can crush it don't nobody want to be sitting on the sideline true but are you doing everything in your capability to not sit on the sideline right like that, that that's all it is it's like if no one no one wants to sit on the sideline we agree no one's saying you don't want to play basketball but like okay you guys remember della Badova. Yeah. We guys remember how much he what he watched everything he ate. He always ate some avocado toast and some God. egg and some and some dry white toast, right? Like that's what he ate every single morning. It's, it's disgusting. It, but it's disgusting, but it's saying think about it. He was like this is my routine that I live within. We remember Delhi lifting weights, watching film. If Delhi worked 2% less as hard like like less <laughs> hard than he did, right? 2% would he be in the league? No. No, why could Delhi not? Why could Delhi like play? His impact in the playoffs at times was lessened because Delhi played as hard as he could every single day. But then in the postseason, everyone's playing as hard as they can, so it just kind of negates it. So what I'm saying is that there are players that do every single thing in their capability, 24 hours a day, to be on the court. Those are the people that tell me by their actions that they want to be there. Oh, is there things I could have done differently? Like, could I have not gained 20 pounds? Could I not gain 30 pounds? Just because I'm hurt and I tweak this doesn't mean that now it's like, oh, I, I'm going to gain 20 pounds and then I got to lose it to get myself back into shape. It's like, no, I get injured and I tweak something and I'm, let's say, 300 pounds. Okay, well, when I'm ready, when when it's time for my injury to be healed, I need to be 300 pounds, not 315, not 308, not 312. And that means every single thing that you do and eat and go into that. And that's how you tell me that you want to be on the court. 
That's it. That's the only way. Not by averaging 25, not by being an all-star. Not No. If you do those things, then I know you're on the court, that you want to be on the court. <clears throat> yeah, it's hard. And it is really, really hard. But it takes a maturity and it takes a passion and a love for the game to go. And, and we're going to use the highest example. One of the, the only, the highest example that I have is Braun. Twists his ankle, immediately calls his, you know, obviously Mike is doing his thing. He's going to get 24-hour care for his ankle. Calls his chef and makes sure they change his whole diet up because he's not doing as much. He's like, yeah, I won't be able to run. We got to change the diet up. And it changed the whole fucking diet up. So he basically went vegan. He was actually skinnier than he was when he played, when he came back and had to gain weight. So I've seen it done. Same with Grant Hill. Same with Steve Nash. Same with Amari. Right? Right. Ray Allen. Ray Allen. A lot of these dudes realize when you get hurt on a lower extremity, you have to take weight off that lower extremity. Mm -hmm. You can't be bigger. It's, It's only putting more mass on that thing. So for me, it's just when you have that responsibility of being an NBA, regardless if you are Zion or Braun or you know, Boban or the last guy on the last team in the last spot, when you get injured, if in all your capability, you ha- your best, your, your way of showing you want to get back is by taking care of your body even more. Being hurt shouldn't be to, Absolutely. I go back to what you guys both said at the very beginning. You have to want to do it. Because no matter, yeah. and he finished that interview with saying, well, shit, LeBron has the blueprint. I'm going to try to follow it as best as possible. That's what he said. Okay. He's like, it's not yeah, just yeah, yeah. about losing weight. He said, I have to do flexibility band work. I have to put my body in a position, but you have to want to. Hey, to Zion, 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 when, when LeBron was 30, 34 years old, when LeBron was 34 years old, he was doing Versa Climber classes before two-a-day training camps. Yeah. Yeah. He was crazy. Like, like just, oh just. Just to know, you I ain't saying you got to do that, but that's the type of shit he and type of shape he's in. Like he was up at six a.m., did a verse your climber class at seven, was in the gym from from you know he was uh, no 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 he was up at five, did a six o'clock class, was at the at the gym at like seven thirty, would lifted, and then I was like, yo, what would you know? I'm thinking like, oh, we got two a days, let's you know, it's gonna be a long day. He's like, oh yeah, I already did an hour and a half and I already lifted. And I'm just like, oh, bro. But I'm just saying, like, but if that, that's the commitment it the takes. The dude to at that 37 dude. shot a whole movie and was in the gym by 3.30 a.m. <laughs> that whole summer and won, a cha- and won a championship. <laughs> and won a championship. So if he can do all of those things. That movie was weak as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else to add about the Pelicans? I really, I'm putting I, them, if they're, if they're healthy, top four. I don't think we have seen. I you know what's so crazy? Easy top four. No, no, okay, okay, okay. In the last twenty years, that I think we've all been kind of watching basketball, has health ever been more important than it is right now? It feels like every team we're talking about, if they're healthy, if they're healthy, if they're healthy, that wasn't like that. It wasn't like that 10, 15 years ago. There wasn't teams that were only great depending on health. It was like almost as if health was somewhat assumed. Yeah, and how you went about it. Now you're talking about the Clippers in health. Now you're talking about the Memphis in health. Now you're talking about the depth of the Phoenix Suns if they're healthy. Now you're talking about the health of Joel Embiid. Now you're talking about the health of like so many players that you're just like, I don't know. There's definitely a shift. 
Hey, road trippers, Channing and I love our dogs and want them to have the best food and nutrition available. That's why we feed our pups food from the farmer's dog. Whether you have a young puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. The farmer's dog helps to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with them. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced and made from human grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. It's the best option for dogs at all stages of life because it's not kibble, it's not canned goo, it's real food. The farmer's dog isn't just higher quality food, they also send the food pre-proportioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old, it's always the right time to begin investing in their health, helping you both live more healthy, happy, and full years together. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash roadtrippin. Plus you'll get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash roadtrippin to get 50% off your first box of food. That's thefarmersdog.com slash roadtrippin. Um, let's go to Cleveland. Donovan Mitchell signs a long-term extension to stay in Cleveland. Truth or trash? Oh, <laughs> I, I thought you said. What? I don't think so. Uh, at the end of this season, at the end of the season, I think if they go to the conference finals, I could see that happening. I think that they are definitely a conference finalist like contender. But I think Donovan has to raise his game. Donovan is past the sport. Like we know who Donovan is from a score. He's got to make sure, in my opinion, that he's not, I say this respectfully, that he doesn't turn into Dame Lillard, where it's just like he's an elite, elite scorer, first ballot Hall of Famer, all this stuff. But when we sit here, it's like like Dame has not had a great team around him. He's had very good teams. He's never played with an all-star or a current all-star. So you're just looking, it's like Dame's got, like, Dame's got to make people around him better. Donovan's got to make people around him better. He's got to raise the, he's got to nurture and elevate. No different than Jordan elevated people, Tim Duncan, LeBron, the great ones. And if Donovan, the only next step that Donovan can take, because I think his defense has improved, I think less of a volume shooter, more of a game manager, and making people around him better. Right, making like making Evan Mobley like I want to make you an All Star. How do I make Evan Mobley an All Star? How do I make Darius Garland? I that's the mental thing that the next great players do, right? Like they they do that. Jokic does it. LeBron does it. Steph does it. Like great players figure out how to make others around them better through their own style. And I think if, if Donovan Mitchell can do that. If not, then Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion, he can't be the number one player on a championship team. If not, he's got to be number two. He's only, what, 26, 27? He's still within the window of figuring it out, but he's got to prove that he can be the number one. And currently, there's only six guys that have, have done it, led a team to a championship as the best player. I kind of disagree. And I, I, I feel like Donovan is a Hall of Famer. He is an amazing player. I think he is a... I'm going to use the word elite score, right? I don't know if right now at this age, he's all of a sudden just going to turn into like, oh, let me pass some more. Let me do this, right? I just don't think, I don't know. We're asking him when he's elite at something to go, oh yeah, take this year and just work on this, right? I think Evan Mobley has the opportunity to be the number one guy on that team, not next year, but I think over the years, I think building a team around Evan Mobley and Darius is going to be the thing. 
Evan Mobley is the future of the Cavs. This is a fact over all of them. No, okay, so but I how? But but oh wait wait a second wait a second wait a second okay. wait, wait a second. I'm asking you a question. Evan Mobley is the future. Donovan Mitchell is 26 or 27. Correct. So if Donovan, if Donovan Mitchell is is all NBA guy and he's going to no. be an all NBA guy for let, let's say uh, out of the next eight years of his career that takes him to 33, 34. Let's say he's all NBA five times. Okay. Evan Mobley has to elevate to himself, if he if himself. Yeah. No, but no, I, I think great players can elevate. Okay. I'll I know, but Richard, can I say this? Is DeMar DeRozan a great player? Yes. Has he, does he ever seem like he elevates anyone else on the basketball court? Um, it may not just be his thing. That's what we have to. Well, Jamal that's Murray is a great player, but, but I don't but, necessarily but, go. He's elevating somebody else. I don't know. I think that's unfair. But to Donovan, put those expectations on Donovan, because here's why he is an elite at what he does. Can he make better decisions? Absolutely. Can he do, maybe instead of shooting thirty, shoot twenty eight and give Evan or Jared a couple here and there's? Absolutely. But to go, we need you to do all this. They may make him better in the locker room or as a teammate, but on the court, Donovan Mitchell is what Donovan Mitchell is. But but but, but but you said but you said this you compared him to Jamal Murray and you compared him to DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Neither of those guys DeMar hasn't been the best player on a championship team. Jamal Murray is not the best player on a championship team. I don't think so Donald Mitchell best, can be your best guy on a championship that, team. That, this is what I'm saying. He's got a this window. No, no, no. This I'm saying he's got a window. He's still young enough. And this is what I'm saying. I'm not asking him to do something. I'm asking him to take a leap and to figure out the game of basketball from an IQ standpoint of if I want to go from being a Hall of Famer and a great player to one of the greatest, it's not physical, it's not shooting, it's mental. So what I'm saying is that if you have this young talent around you, right, you can if you can mentally learn how to turn Evan Mobley and grow him to being that dude, right, then I think that there's a chance. So if I, I just can you I'm name not me another happen. player that's done it. What do you mean? Name me a player that's been an elite scorer his whole career. And then all of a sudden now goes to being like, I'm, I'm going to develop this young guy. I've realized I, I can't I do it myself as the one. I'm going to develop this young guy to be the one so that we can win a championship. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's, it, it has to, you're right. It has to be Evan Mobley, it has to be stuff. But we've seen like players with chemistry grow. Like right. Jamal Murray and Jokic have grown together. Super, I think yeah. we talk about Shaq and Kobe. Those guys, Shaq was a dominant force. Kobe was coming out of high school. Three years later, Shaq wins those three finals MVPs. The first year they won a championship, Kobe was an all-star, but he wasn't dominant, dominant Kobe. And then he grew into the dominant Kobe while Shaq was like, hey, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to give you this space to go be that guy. And Kobe wanted to be that guy. Right, right, and right. so that's what I'm saying. It's more You're giving them the space. to create get, space for Evan. To, yes, but because the goal is to elevate him and make him right. that, okay. or else he's going to be Donovan can shoot thirty shots a game for is, the next six years of his career. Is right, Evan that's not the best of thing that right now. Well, the only way to figure it out is put it in, put throw hey, him listen, in. You ever seen that meme of the old uh, Western movie where the guy was like, "Hey, kid, do you know how to swim?" He was like, 
now my mom always kind of helps me and he just grabbed him by his shirt and his shorts and went yeet and threw him in the water no i haven't that doesn't sound like a meme that sounds like a short movie well tomato tomato (laughs) (laughs) evan mobley can and i'm going to continually say this evan mobley has the build to be one of those players that is always on the like all nba both defense and off and like as a player he has that ability i think he's 22 or something like that i think obviously he's learning the game he wants to be a good teammate but at some point he got to like super saying himself with his build and all this he's growing he's young i i would if i was a gm evan mobley would be a top five pick i think still right now for young guys under 24 Oh yeah, I agree. I I, I don't disagree. But he's, it, it's. I think some of it's coaching. The only thing I'm saying with the Cavs is this: yeah. they will not go. They will not, in my opinion, maximize if Donovan Mitchell is the only All Star player on that team. Fuck if no. if if, if Mobley raises to himself to an All Star, if he raises himself to an All Star, the Cavs become scary. If I go back and look at the postseason and the way the Knicks handle them, if Evan Mobley's not pissed off about it, very similar to how Jordan was getting his ass whooped by the Pistons, and he's like, fuck that, we're getting in the Boston. gym, lifting. And, but I'm saying he's getting beat up. We lift him, we work him, we grind him. If, the, if Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, if that Cavs team did not look at how they got bullied and they were like, well – if we got bullied here, I'm not getting bullied again. They might beat right. us with shooting the next year. They might beat us with what you know more depth the following year. But they're not beating us because they bullied us. Yeah. And they're not the only team. The Knicks were not the only team that could have bullied that Cavs team. Miami's a bully. Philly's a bully. Boston, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's definitely a bully. So that's what I'm saying. Is like if you look at the bullies in the East, you can't get bullied by the, the by the sixth best team, the Knicks. Yeah. Right, are are the fifth best team. You can't get bullied by them because they're all this we're saying with these additions. I have the Cleveland Cavaliers top three next year in the regular season. I have them top three. I I think they've addressed the issue postseason because I think they can handle the regular season. I think they're built for that. But I I want to know if they'll actually make like make noise in the postseason. Yeah. What is noise to you for them? Is that getting past the first round? Is that the second round? Conference finals. Or conference finals are a great second round. If they lose to yeah. Milwaukee in yeah. six or seven, they seven. Lose, yeah. then it's like, oh my God, no, I know. Yeah, you got to win your first round and you got to take yeah. one of those horses. to and, and and let's be real. I didn't say win the conference finals. I said get to. So yeah, it, it all comes still, down to like what that lot. second that's round looks like. That, that, yeah, that's a lot. But if you're a top three seed, if you're a top four seed, again, if you look at the last couple of years, they've got Jared Allen, former all-star, Darius Garland, former all-star, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell, perennial all-star, and they got Evan Mobley, one of the best young players in this league. And then they added shooting. So it's like, I'm sorry, bro. You got everything that you need. And like, you're young. It's like Boston. Boston's got a much deeper team, but it's like Boston's been going to these conference finals fucking all the time. Miami's been going to these conference finals all the time. It ain't, they, I wouldn't say they're overly talented. What is Let's be honest too, Channing. Let's be honest too, Channing. You said that you have the Cavs a top three seed. Certainly, you have some expectations there too. I do, and I was going to say it depends on who they play in the second round, right? And how they play that team in the second round, right? I'm curious. We always put Boston up there, but without Marcus Smart, I'm like, 
You know, like what's happening? What is Jalen Brown like with that new guy? Okay, let's finish with this one. Contract? Let's finish with them because then we got to get out. Um, that'll be the last one. Joe Missoula will be coaching the Celtics at this time next year. Truth or trash? Uh, shit, that's a good <laughs> question. Damn. No, I think he will. I think he will. I think he will. I think he will. I think so too. I think now that they've made some roster changes, it's going to give him a little bit more leeway of like understanding what's happening with the league. Um, he's got to be, he's going to be under a microscope though, Channing. He's going to, Oh, trust me. I was in Boston microscope. They up in his asshole like this. Listen, don't let him fart wrong. Gone. But I also think people like that. Oh, Oh God. Allison, Allison. Allie, I was not ready. I wasn't ready. Thank you. You know who's under the biggest microscope on that team? Porzingis. Oh, well, yeah, that's that. Thanks. Oh. Thanks for the newsflash, bro. <laughs> thanks, Danny. Thanks for the newsflash. You know who they're going to miss? Marcus Smart. Wow. Way to go on the limb. Man. Way to go on the limb. Even you know, even you know, you're like, yeah, that was pretty. I feel like he's rattled. I was like, hey, the sky is blue. Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, speaking okay. of oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> speaking of oh, shit. I keep trying to retire. I keep trying to retire again. But, yes, I'm going back to ESPN. I, I signed a new deal. Me uh, too. How many years? How many? You signed a new deal also? Yeah. About oh. to. Oh really? Tell me, tell me more. Who's paying? Are you getting paid more money than me? Probably, <laughs> probably, definitely, probably. I'd pay you more than I'd pay myself. Well, uh, you do, you have? work more than I do. I only work two days a week. Oh God, what is that like? Um, yeah. So, well, road tripping fans, Channing will be back on Turner. I'll be back on the. Hopefully, I'll get an opportunity to call some games this year. I guess they. <laughs> It would be funny. It would be awesome. They, I guess they like my my uh, Terry Summer jokes. League. Remember Terry? Hey, back it up, Tara. Remember T- Terry in the wheelchair with the fireworks? No. Back it up, Tara. <laughs> oh, Lord, Terry. <laughs> it was a kid, Terry, and he got hit with a, like, so a, he tried to take a charge. And I was like, oh, Lord, Tara, back it up, Tara. And like, you know, Matt Weiner's like, what the fuck is Channing talking about? And I checked my Twitter and people are like, did Channing just make a Terry joke? And I was like, absolutely. Be careful with the wheelchair jokes, bro. You guys are amazing. Channing, have fun camping. Rich, crush six man. Go win six man. Let's six go. man. You guys all be, next week. Be on the podium. See you on the Another podium. Another edition of Road Trip. The tea kettle's starting. I got to go. <laughs>